Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. He weighs both sides of the story and chooses what's right over what's wrong. More Roy Green on the Chorus Radio Network. Well, it's uh, quite the weekend, isn't it? It really is quite the weekend. And we've covered so much of it. We had so many calls and emails uh, to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and tweets uh, at the Roy Green Show. Follow me there and uh, share your thoughts with us on Twitter. But it has been and continues to be quite a time with the situation in the United States and U.S. mainstream media in, well full flight. But, but one of the things they've, they've written about and complained about is Israel's prime minister tweeting his support of U.S. President Donald Trump building a wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. And uh, the prime minister tweeted the wall that he built is 99% effective. So the question is, uh, for many, is Israel's relationship with the Trump administration significantly better than it was with that of Barack Obama? probably will be. And uh, Israel's reaction to the tweet by the Prime Minister, I wonder what that's going to be, welcoming refugees to Canada in response to Donald Trump's executive action. Now, Friday was United Nations International Holocaust Remembrance Day, and Israel's Consul General to Canada, Khalid Baram, is in Hamilton to address the influence of the Holocaust on modern Israel. How relevant is it? It's a public question and answer session at 7 o'clock this evening at Addis Israel Synagogue in Hamilton, and the uh, Consul General joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network, Consul General Galit Baram, Consul General to Canada. Consul General, thank you so much for the time. A pleasure and an honor to speak with you. Uh, Hello, Roy. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a a real pleasure. Let's speak, first of all, about the the Holocaust Remembrance Day, the significance in the United Nations International Holocaust Remembrance Day. What is the significance? What can must never be forgotten? What must never be set aside? Well, um, the decision to uh, declare January 27th as the Holocaust Remembrance Day was actually an Israeli initiative in 2005 that was presented to the United Nations and sponsored by the United States. It was presented uh, by, by Israel at the time. It was important for us, uh, Israelis, the Israeli government uh, and the Israeli foreign uh, ministry, led at the time by uh, Foreign Minister uh, Silvan Shalom, uh, to have one day that is dedicated to the worst uh, catastrophe on an international scale. Uh, Of course, for the Jewish uh, uh, people, it was a devastating blow, but definitely there is an international significance to that. And it was important that uh, among the so many other days that are uh, recognized, uh, officially recognized by the United Nations, one day will be dedicated to the memory of the Holocaust and to the lessons that should be drawn from that. And uh, yet today, in 2017, hate crimes continue. 
And hate crimes, the most uh, identifiable group of people who are subjected to hate crimes, the ones who are most subjected more than any other group, are Jews in Canada, the United States, Western Europe, other parts of the world. That has to be significantly concerning based on what you've just told us, what we need to remember and must never repeat. That's right. That's right. We uh, definitely, it's, it's a very unfortunate situation in which after the, the bitter lessons of the, of the Holocaust that should have been uh, remembered and respected and, uh, and uh, revered, uh, then uh, definitely we see hate crimes that are committed in, in different parts of the world. And, uh, and Jews, in many cases, are, are targeted. Uh, it is important to note that, uh, that education is a key element in that, that uh, usually ignorance, lack of information, um, lead to, to fear in many cases and to hatred. And uh, it is uh, the, the intention of the state of Israel and definitely of the Jewish people to educate and to provide information about Judaism and about what, what being Jewish is all about. Um, Jews and, is, and Israel in general have contributed greatly to, to uh, science and to culture and to literature and uh, to the benefit of, uh, of mankind in general. Um, and these, uh, this contribution sometimes is uh, neglected and put aside uh, because of, of lack of information, because of uh, ignorance. I, I believe that uh, education and openness and dialogue are, are a key element in bringing people together, in uh, opening their eyes, in educating them better, and uh, in teaching them about what uh, the Jewish people and what the, about the state of Israel, what they have to offer to the international community. Consul General, what uh, would Israel's response be to United States? President Donald Trump's decision to stop refugee claimants for 90 days and to end or not allow anyone from the seven identified countries in the Middle East and North Africa to enter the United States for 120 days. And the, pri the president says it is in order to assess the situation and make sure the United States is safeguarded against terror attack. You know, Roy, you're, you're asking me a question that uh, has to do with the American politics, and I'm an Israeli diplomat serving in Canada, so I have to be very cautious about the words I choose. Of course. Um, but I would like to mention that, that uh, generally speaking, when it comes to the situation in the, in the Middle East, definitely Israel and other moderate countries in the region are facing uh, so many uh, um, obstacles and so many challenges with the rising, uh, with rising terrorism, with terror organizations, some of them are uh, on a level of which is unprecedented on a level of cruelty, such as the ISIS, and there are other uh, um, armed militias and other terror organizations, a collapse of uh, regimes, failing states, and waves of refugees that are flooding the Middle East. Before Middle, East, uh, Middle Eastern refugees came knocking on the doors of Europe and Canada and the United States, they uh, flooded countries in the Middle East. Jordan is among them and Turkey as well. Uh, Israel has done its own share in providing medical assistance and help to Syrian refugees uh, who approached the, the border with Israel, even though Syria and Israel are officially uh, enemy countries. But when it comes to medical aid, when it comes to uh, wounded children, then of course no questions are being asked. And uh, Israel has provided uh, medical assistance to 2,600 uh, Syrian uh, refugees. Um, when, when it comes to the many challenges uh, that the United States is facing today, um, I, I would like just to mention a couple of things, that uh, Israeli-American relations are very close and very friendly, and we do share a strategic partnership, uh, shared values, 
Um, both countries, Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East that assures equal rights to its citizens, whether women, minorities, uh, members of the LGBT community. Uh, we also assure freedom of religion, access to holy sites, and freedom of the press. Uh, now, when it comes to uh, bilateral relations uh, between Israel and the United States, as it is with many other countries around the world, then definitely we have to look at the macro level. The relations are very close and friendly, and we cooperate on a large array of subjects, varying from economic cooperation to security to uh, to cultural and academic exchange. And on the micro level, sometimes there are differences of opinion, but uh, definitely the relations are very positive. I uh, would like to be very when we discuss uh, the, the new administration led by President Trump, I believe that new administrations should be given the opportunity uh, and the time to, to choose their way, to choose their path, and, uh, and to lead their policy. Well, that's what elections are for, isn't it? Definitely so. Consul General, let me get you to please hold on. We're going to come back and we'll talk some more. We'll talk uh, some more about what's going on in Hamilton this evening at Addis uh, Israel Synagogue. And uh, UN International Holocaust Remembrance Day was on Friday. We're speaking with the Israeli Consul General to Canada, and we'll come back right after this. You listen to Green, green. you might turn red. red. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. To commemorate United Nations International Holocaust Remembrance Day, the Hamilton Jewish Federation and the Jewish National Fund are together presenting uh, Galit Baram, Consul General of Israel to Canada, on the influence of the Holocaust on modern Israel. How relevant is it? It's a question and answer period, which is going to be uh, at 7 o'clock this evening at Addis Israel Synagogue in Hamilton. Consul General, I'm sure that you are aware that Hamilton is an extremely vibrant Jewish community and uh, tremendous contributors to the city, as you find, I'm sure, across this country. That's right. That's right. We work very closely with uh, Jewish communities around the world, and uh, especially in Canada. I've been lucky enough to serve in this uh, great nation of yours, and it's an amazing country. Uh, Canada and Israel share very close relations, full cooperation on the economic level, on the cultural level, uh, academic exchange, and uh, of course a very close friendship and uh, and uh, relationships of of, uh, of trust, of mutual trust and uh, respect when it comes to the peace process, when it comes to the Canadian involvement in, in our region. Um, in, uh, in November, recently in uh, November, we hosted uh, a, quite a large list of uh, delegations, uh, missions, economic missions from Canada, uh, led by Governor General of Canada, the mayors of Toronto and Montreal, and later uh, missions from British Columbia and from Richmond Hill, uh, the premier of uh, Ontario, Kathleen Wynne, was in Israel last May. Uh, so definitely things are moving in the right direction. And the Jewish community in Canada is simply amazing. I'm, I'm very deeply impressed by the devotion of the, of the Jewish community here, the dedication not only to Jewish 
continuity and Jewish education, but the, the deep involvement in the greater community and the willingness to contribute and to share and, uh, and to um, establish and maintain very close and warm ties with all sectors of, uh, of Canadian uh, society. So definitely it was a wonderful opportunity when I was invited by the Jewish community of uh, Hamilton to come here and to meet members of the Jewish community and to talk about the Holocaust as it is perceived from the Israeli point of view, as well as uh, uh, discuss many other issues that have to do with Israel-Canada relations. How do you assess uh, the current government of Canada's relationship with Israel? I know you've spoken generically of it being a very friendly and, uh, and a positive and warm relationship right. with governments, but the Stephen Harper government, um, I, I mean, my, my perception is that the Stephen Harper government maybe had a more close relationship with Israel than you may be finding with the Justin Trudeau relationship. And the prime minister last night tweeted that the refugees who cannot make it, you know, refugee claimants who can't make it into the United States are welcome to come to Canada. That's been a bit of a talked about uh, tweet in this country. What about that? Well, um, I'll tell you something very frankly. We Israel did maintain a very close uh, relationship with the with the Harper government, uh, with full support and full cooperation on many issues. And we're lucky enough to have close cooperation and friendship with the Trudeau government as well. Um, it's, uh, several weeks ago, when uh, Israeli statesman uh, Shimon Peres passed away, and uh, a funeral of, uh, was held in Israel, uh, both uh, Harper and Trudeau and uh, members and other members, leading members of in, in Canadian politics, um, uh, came to Israel, especially for the funeral, and participated in the funeral, and met uh, high-ranking Israeli officials as well. I think this is a symbol, a reflection of the very close relations between the two countries. Uh, Canada is one of the most of the friendliest countries in the world when, when it comes to Israel and we of course discuss issues um, on, uh, on in the, through very open channels uh, with full appre- appreciation and, uh, and respect. Um, I must com- uh, compliment the team of the embassy, of the Canadian embassy in uh, Tel Aviv, um, you are in very good hands, Canadians, when it comes to, to Israel and to Israeli relations. You are represented by top diplomats led by, uh, by Ambassador Deborah Lyons and her team. They know Israel, they understand Israeli society, they, they understand Israeli economy, and uh, we're definitely cooperating with them very closely. A great deal has been said, a great deal has been editorialized, a great deal has been asked about the possibility of a real peace agreement in the Middle East. And uh, the former Secretary of State for the United States, John Kerry, as you, as you know better than most, uh, delivered a, ver- a very um, aggressive speech about about Israel's role and uh, and participation or lack of participation in Mr. Kerry's sense uh, in the two-state solution. Would you be able to put that into a, a perspective that we can uh, perhaps understand, those of us who are on the periphery of what's going on? Well, a bit about uh, the the ongoing peace negotiations with the with the Palestinians. Um, the, the situation in the Middle East, as I as I said before, is changing, and uh, moderate countries in the region are facing so many challenges, uh, led by by counterterrorism, the need to join forces in order to fight uh, terrorism and to stabilize. Uh, the, the situation in the region for the benefit of, of the populations of all countries uh, involved. Uh, when it comes to, uh, to negotiations uh, between Israel and the Palestinians, then they have been conducted with varying levels of, uh, of success, with fluctuating levels of success, not always uh, to the best of, uh, of, of interest of both sides. 
Um, and the Israeli interest is to, to uh, attract the Palestinians back to the negotiating table in order to discuss a very long list of core issues that should be discussed between the two countries directly, between Israel and the Palestinian Authority. Um, settlements, for example, are one issue, borders, security arrangements between the two countries, economic cooperation, water for example, uh, water is, is growing in importance in the Middle East and uh, is going to be a very crucial subject on the regional agenda very soon. And Israel has a lot to offer when it comes to desalination technology and to water management technology in general. Um, and there are so many other issues that have to do with uh, Palestinian uh, refugees and, um, and uh, security arrangements between the two sides. In Israel's opinion, the only... Uh, possible way of resolving this conflict is through direct negotiations between Israel and the Palestinians. There is no easy way to do it. And both sides will have to make compromises and probably painful compromises, but negotiations and direct negotiations are, are necessary. They're vital. They're crucial. There is no way to avoid them. Uh, to our impression, the Palestinians are putting more and more emphasis on the international community these days, trying to work through the international negotiations, and by that, to to circumvent the Israel and the option of direct negotiations with Israel, uh, even though only uh, Israel's agreement uh, yeah, eventually will lead to a solution that will be accepted by, by both sides. So what we do is actually call the Palestinians to return to the negotiating tables and to be willing to, to make this very brave, this very courageous step and uh, to return to direct negotiations, even though, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. There are no easy solutions, but definitely direct discussions are a necessity. Consul General Baram, time goes by very quickly. We have about 60 seconds left. Uh, so the speech or the, the, the talk tonight, the question and answer segment at mm -hmm. the Addis Israel Synagogue is going to be about the influence of the Holocaust on modern Israel. That's How relevant right. is it? Would you address that for us again, please? The, the influence of the Holocaust on Israel today. Well, uh, the memory of the Holocaust is still burning in Israeli society, and uh, now gradually, uh, throughout the years, we're moving from more a more national uh, collective approach to Holocaust remembrance uh, to more personal exp expressions, and they're reflected in Israeli literature, in music, in cinema, and more openness to discuss the painful memories of the past. Uh, the generation of the grandparents were not able to do that, and their children, our parents, uh, were afraid to touch the subject and didn't want to hurt their own parents. And it's up to us, the grandchildren, to open up the subject, to discuss it, and to find our own expression and our own connection to the painful memories of the past. Consul General uh, Baram, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me. Bye-bye. We'll come back and wrap things up for the show for today and for the weekend right after this.